everyone to a new episode of Vest and Friends. All right, this is episode 18. Michelle is gone. Glenn is back. I uh, I divorced Michelle. I married Glenn. I didn't Glenn know you divorced. married Michelle. A lot's happened while I was gone. Uh, yeah, a lot, lots has happened. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, th- thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the show. Yes. My lovely girlfriend filled in for Glenn while he was on his honeymoon gallivanting around Florida. Glenn, uh, how, how was your time away from uh, home with your wonderful wife? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, as you oh, all should know, Disney World is the most magical place on Earth. So I bought uh, Wizard Mickey socks, and everything was perfect. There's there's something there's something great about being in a place where everyone is, is the nicest to you that anyone has ever been. I mean, I I feel like that's a good way you know, or a good reason to to get away is to go to the nicest place on earth or the most magical place on earth. It was so hard coming back to New Jersey. The first thing we hit was a diner, and the guy was like, nor- they were they were normally nice as opposed to Disney nice, and it was a, it was a hard adjustment to go back to real life like that. It wasn't like, you know, Spongebob where it's like, welcome to the Salty Spittoon. How tough are you? They didn't send you to Super Weenie Hut Juniors? No, no. They just came over and said, "Uh, what do you want to drink? (laughs) And that was about it. Oh, okay. Whereas in Disney, they're like, oh, we have all these wonderful wines, and I'll tell you about the history of them, and our beef is from this farm, and it's beautiful, and it's, it's a different world. But you're paying for it. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say that. That that sounds fancy to me. Like, I to most of the time, I don't care where my steak is from. I just want it on the plate and dead. You know, it, it's. I, I'm a very simple person. I just want the meat cooked on the plate. Sometimes, yeah, it, you know, it's just, just the way I am. There's there's a certain like uh, you're you're being spoiled a certain way. It's like it's like you're coming for a show and dinner as they're like explain everything to you and. It it kills time while everything's cooking and I don't know it's a it's a different beast. I want it's oh like yeah my, my it's, one like rich boy it's like spoil myself thing is fine dining. Ooh, you're a fancy man. <laughs> I I've always I, I was watching this uh, show on YouTube and not to I, I we we can take a bit to go before we go into the show. We have so many riveting things to talk about, but uh yeah yes. um I was watching the show on YouTube called uh, Worth It. It's uh, done by BuzzFeed and it's these two dudes who like go to different places and they get food at different though well, the same food at different. Uh, price points and I saw one in New York where they were looking for the best fried chicken at three different price points really cheap moderately um, uh, reasonable and then super expensive and uh, the the first one was it was this, it was just regular fried chicken uh, like southern style came with collard greens and uh, mac and cheese and I was like oh that looks Classic. dope yeah and um, the next one was it was the fried chicken but then it was in like this spicy honey glaze with all these spices from ethiopia and blah 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 (laughs) and then the last one was fucking fried chicken uh that was cut off the bone and like the skin was put on top of it and then you were supposed to eat it in like 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 a tapas shell, like a like a taco shell almost like a soft taco shell um what I'm, i'm not even done yet uh, in like this, uh, this like weird cream sauce, and then you put caviar on it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, you you want to know what's even more ridiculous? That uh, that last one goes for five hundred dollars. The whole uh, the oh whole plate. God. Yeah, I I was like, God damn, five hundred dollar fried chicken. That is something. I also saw another episode where it was pizza, and it was the best pizza in New York. Uh, at three different price points, and it was uh, Joe's Pizza, which looked fucking delicious. Now I need to go to Joe's Pizza. There was uh, <laughs> one in between. Uh, it was this, uh, you know, that uh, chef guy, uh, Mario Batali. Yeah, he apparently owns a uh, like not a restaurant, but like like a do-it-yourself store in New York, where like you buy all the ingredients and they'll give you the recipe on how to create your own stuff. So he did like a demo for them on all the stuff you could buy at the store and they made their own pizza and it looked really good too. Uh and then the last one was uh this really upscale fucking place where they're like we make uh we make a pizza but it's covered in gold. And I was just <laughs> like I was like what? And then sure enough motherfuckers first they um add squid ink into the crust so it's black. Oh, right. 
Um, then they that like, yeah, they do all these uh, weird, like, darker um, ingredients. And then the last thing is they sprinkle fucking gold on top. And I'm just like, oh, God, you re- that is far too gaudy. Way too gaudy. And they brought it back to um, the uh, the building they work at. And some of the people were like, yeah, this is disgusting. And I was like, well, all right. I mean, $2,000, whatever. $2,000 pizza. Not going to eat it. That's What? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fucking for, weird. Okay. For, first of all, my understanding of squid ink is that it's not that expensive. It's not $2,000 Oh, no, no, no. It's not this. It's the is ink that, that all the gold? It's, it's all That's the gold. gold I just use? thought it was weird that they did that so that there was a contrast between the gold coloring on the top and the crust. That's that's why you see gold flakes on like a chocolate bar or like things that are normally black, but but so is this are these just the episodes you've chosen or do they only do foods that are better when they're shitty and cheap and oily and delicious as opposed to like highfalutin? Uh, they did pasta. Like pizza, they did uh, pizza. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, spend yeah, two thousand dollars on pizza absolutely. or fried chicken. No, you're right. It's you're classic right. Classic. And it, it's cheap. Um. They did sushi. Uh, the sushi one was really, really okay. cool. Um, that was in Australia, and they they went from like just normal at a fish market type uh, sushi, and they said it was delicious. Then they went to like a middle one that like I had a. Uh, it was actually the. Uh, it you know it wasn't it wasn't sushi. It was seafood, best seafood. But the first one was sushi. Then mm. the next one was they did like uh, these uh, prawns that were cooked up and prepped really really nice, and they looked fucking delicious. And um, the last one was um, uh, abalone, which is apparently like a, a giant clam, uh, okay. but they're super rare and they're supposed to be super delicate. And to get one is like two hundred dollars for the fucking <laughs> the the piece. Um, it, but like I, I was watching in front of my parents, my dad saw. He's like, "If you ever get the chance to try abalone, do it." And I was like, "Wait, really?" Huh. And he said, "Yes, absolutely. It it's one of those things that's once in a lifetime because it's super expensive, and the chance to get it comes by so few." And I was like, "I." All right. I mean, sure. Yeah. The next time I ever get a chance to fucking try a really rare shell- shellfish for $200, let me do it. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, they went all over the place. They got like, I just, I saw the first episode on Facebook. Someone put it up and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. I was waiting for Michelle. So I was like, oh, the idea of fried chicken and caviar like sounded weird, but they swore by it that it was like the best thing ever after they tasted it. So I was like, I kind of want to do that. Like, I could go to the store and buy caviar, and how hard is it to fucking fry chicken? So I was like, yeah, right. I, I could I could do this. I mean, I, I can't go somewhere and order that because I don't have $500. But, I mean, I could get a small tin of caviar and put it on some fried chicken if I wanted to. Um, It, it was kind of funny, though, because... Um, <laughs> Like they were, they started like wanting to dip the fried chicken in the caviar. So he's like, "Hang on, the the owner." So he's like, "We're not going to use the expensive stuff." He brings out this huge fucking canister. It's almost like a tiny barrel of uh, of caviar. He's like, "This is less expensive uh, and probably doesn't taste as good." But if you want to, you know, use stuff in bulk, use this. So they're just fucking dipping the fried chicken in there like it sprinkles on an ice cream cone. It was ridiculous. Here's our here's our industrial sized great value caviar. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. It was the Costco of caviar. Um, That's insane. But yeah, it was a cool show. I I just I I it, you made me think of it when you were like I'm a bit of a gourmand. So so that the name of the show was worth it. Yeah, by Buzzfeed. Worth it. In case anyone wants yeah, to find and, it. And uh, to be fair, I fucking hate Buzzfeed most of the time. But this this was pretty decent. Like I I enjoyed watching it. But BuzzFeed has a lot of crap with some good stuff hidden inside in, in to me, for me. Uh, so so we, we actually did a super ridiculous fancy dinner um, as part of the honeymoon. Do tell. Um, it, 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 it was amazing. It was a, a 10-course meal with a wine-tasting uh, menu, and we drank way too much wine and had way too much fun with it. But... Uh, the fanciest thing they prepared was uh, Wagyu beef, which is like the super expensive, oh, crazy beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. And l- let me tell you, it was worth the hype. So yeah, add all it right. to the list. If you ever get the chance to try Wagyu beef prepared by a, a highly acclaimed chef, definitely go for it. I uh, I knew a girl that I went to uh, middle school with, and we were friends cause, uh, for a long time because she lived down the street from me. 
she was going to college for just random shit. She didn't really have a um, like a purpose or anything. She kind of fell out of place. And then one day, uh, she messaged me on Facebook. She's like, "I want to be a fucking chef." And I, I said, oh, "Oh, okay, yeah, do what you want, man. That's cool." So she went to school for a little bit, and then she came back one day, and she wanted to hang out, and she was telling me about all these, like, different beefs and stuff and how they're prepared and everything. That was one of them. And, like, apparently she works at, like, some upscale restaurant in Pennsylvania now. But, uh, yeah, like, that that was that was a big thing was, like, have you ever had a uh, Wagyu, Wagyu beef? And I was like, Wagyu. Wagyu. And I was like, um, no. Oh my god, you have to! And I, I said, "All right, you're gonna bring some over because I'm not going out of my way to fucking get it." <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's awesome, man. I mean, ten courses—that's really cool. You got some uh, awesome food out of it, wine tasting. Uh, yeah, so that that's that's a great time. And of course, your wedding was awesome, right? Yes, the wedding was awesome, and uh, ironically enough, I, I've asked a ton of people how they felt about it, and the only complaint I've gotten, the single complaint, was that the fried chicken was a little eh. So, uh, so, remaining on topic, yeah. the the world famous fried chicken. Yeah, eh, people thought it was alright. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, wait, is that place really known for its fried chicken? Yes. Get the fuck out! I mean, I had the steak, so I like I didn't know, but I had no idea. Honestly, no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't either until we went and sat down, and we were like, ah, oh, you know, we'll have the chicken, and they're like, it's our famous fried chicken. It it was alright. It it. I thought it tasted really good when we tried it, but I guess the volume of serving everyone all at once maybe dipped the quality a little bit. Yeah, that'll but happen. Literally the only complaint I heard about the wedding, which I think is pretty good. I had no complaints. We part. I partied hard for like a solid week uh, before your wedding, <laughs> after the wedding, during the wedding. There... I there there wasn't one night that I I wasn't drunk so it was it was your your wedding was Beautiful. awesome it was it was a good time we went out after it was great so yeah no it was it was a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun uh, I'm happy you're back though uh, I can't do the show without you you're one half of the uh, the amazing uh, Vestin friends so you did two shows without me don't lie to it me. was difficult it was very <laughs> difficult. Uh, but yeah, no, I got, it got done. Actually the, the one episode I, uh, with Michelle, I wasn't even planning to do it. It just kind of happened. Like we were sitting on the couch and, uh, she's like, there's nothing on TV tonight. And I was like, oh, all right. What do you want to do? She shrugged. I was like, you, you want to do a podcast? She's, <laughs> she's like, about what? I was like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out when we get to it. So yeah, that's, that's how that happened. The other one, uh, with the, uh, the band, that that just happened uh, like a couple weeks before. It just kind of happened upon when you weren't uh, weren't going to be available. But yeah, no, uh, I I was just happy about that because that covered the weekend that we were at your wedding. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it worked out nice. It worked out nice. Yes, yes. Speaking of nice, um, <laughs> I, I I wanted to talk about uh, some travel arrangements and uh, what you would do. If you had to pick some video game characters to be your travel agent and your tour guide, and where would you go on vacation if it was going to be a video game destination? So, so Glenn, I, I would like to ask you these questions first. Okay. Uh, so, what video game character would be a travel agent for me? It would have to be uh, Makoto from Persona 5. She's detail-oriented. She's meticulous. She's organized. She's not going to, like, forget to reserve your dinner somewhere or forget to, like, hire the camel jockey to get you the camel to ride across the desert. She's good. Okay. I think All right. I think you couldn't go wrong. Maybe a boring answer, but a safe answer. And you want a safe travel agent because you don't want to be caught, like, waiting on a boat that's never going to show up. No, that's true. That's very true that you, I think you picked a solid one there. All right. What about a tour guide? Tour guide. Mario. Mario been everywhere. Very true. He, he knows vacation spots, like... Uh, Pianta, Pianta Beach or Pianta Island or whatever the hell that godforsaken landscape was called. Uh, he'd been to space. So he'd been all, all sorts of space planets. He come out, came out the other side all right. Uh, he's been to deserts and volcanoes and like four different underwater places. I think he can handle anything and he could show you, you know, the safe spots too. He can show you the world. <laughs> Uh, Keep that Disney synergy going. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, where would you go? Uh, I forgot to think about this question. Uh, I'll come up with something. Oh, you, okay. You answer first. All right. So, uh, my travel agent, I would, uh, I would have Octodad. He's got fucking. <laughs> he's got eight arms. He can do whatever the fuck he wants all at once. It doesn't matter. 
I mean, I would I would just want Octodad controlled by himself. I don't want a player controlled Octodad because that game was fucking Fair. hard. Like th- there'd be yeah. telephones on the floor, computer like blown up and shit. But yeah, eight arms, man, multitasker, pro ass multitasker. He's got it down to uh, the T. I I think he's a, he's a perfect uh, perfect candidate for that. Um, my tour guide, I want Captain Toad. <laughs> Cause like Mario, he's been everywhere. But if someone gets in the way, he'd be like, "Hey asshole, get out of here!" Just screeching at people. So, yeah, it'll be great. I, I think that's 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 my pick. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here with you just wanting to hear Toad scream at people all the time now. I would, I love Toad. Like it's it's my he's he's my favorite Mario character. Uh, I. That and Shy Guy are my two favorite Mario characters. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it right. It's Mario. Mario in my head. Mario just sounds weird. It sounds like my tongue is, like, disagreeing with me when I say that. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, ju- I just think uh, uh, Toad would be good for that. Because Captain Toad especially, because that dude explores. He's been places. He's been with Mario places. Mario might have had to get him out of trouble. But we're just going on a tour. What kind of trouble can we get in? So I feel like he can maybe chart a course because he's an explorer. Who's better than Captain Toad? He's got his little hat. He's got the little mining cap on. He wears his little safari suit when he goes places. It's good. It's good. All right. So, have you thought about your destination? All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to put a little twist on my destination. Okay. But um, because I have a dietary restriction. But the the uh, peaches cake board from Mario Party One. Wow. Just a land of sweets and candy. I'd have to go to the dairy-free version of it, but you know, this is video games. You can make that happen. No, just take take the pill you take. Yeah, just take, just take <laughs> just a lot of them. Inject inject lactate pills directly into my veins, there you go. and then eat a giant fucking cake. See, I don't I don't see the problem. What could there? be better? Oh, man. Uh, so you just have to get to it before everybody walks all over. I, oh it. yeah, absolutely. You don't you want you want pre walked over <laughs> cake land. You don't you don't want the walked over cake land. Um, like I was gonna say, unless people take off their shoes, and I was like, no, that's still disgusting. People are putting their feet still on a disgusting. fucking cake. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go a little new school here. I, I want to go to New Donk City. Oh shit! I want to go to New, New Donk, Donk City. City. I, I want to go to New Donk City. I want to chill. I want to fucking. I want to see all the sights and stuff. And uh, yeah, I feel like maybe Captain Toad will really know how to get us through that, because you know he's probably in that game in some shape or form. Uh, I can meet Pauline, which like I want to see how she's doing, because you know she hasn't <laughs> been in a video game in like thirty years. So I mean, I want I want to be like, how you been? You apparently are the mayor of a city now. Good for you. When did yeah. this happen? How did this happen? Where's Donkey Kong? Is he dead? Did you guys kill him? Like, I, I want to know all the things. <laughs> I want. I want to know what's decide up. To get into politics. Exactly. Yeah. Like, has New Donk City always been a thing? So yeah. Like, I I need to know these things from from the source that matters. A made up video game character. Yeah. Uh, do you think do you think New Donk City has uh, newspaper articles like mind controlling Hat Man on the loose? Oh, I hope Stay so. Inside. I hope so. I really do. <laughs> well, uh, actually, this is gonna bother me now. In the demo, don't like the New Donk City humans. Aren't they like lifeless husks? Or no, I might be thinking of um, uh, Sonic mm, Sonic 06. No, I, I don't think they do much, but I think they like walk around and stuff. Okay, I, I need to get a look at them. Uh, I haven't. See, I'm. I'm oh yeah, one of yeah. These terrible they, people. They look like regular humans. Okay, I feel better. Yeah. One of these terrible people that, like, once I decide I'm going to buy a game, I kind of just go radio silent on it. They're like, why Why do I need to know all these things about New Donk City when I'm going to play the game anyway? Well, I mean, I had to Google it, so I'm not much better off than you are. <laughs> However, the first thing I did come across, it was a uh, still, but it's Mario playing jump rope with two people in a park in New Donk City. So Aww, I'm, I'm, adorable. I'm pretty happy with that. I, if I could do that in the game, I'm, I'm incredibly happy. Or if I could just mind Isn't- control the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Bowser like a, a mob boss in New Donk? Oh City? God, I hope so. That's amazing. Or am I just am I just hoping and dreaming of that? See, but like, if you're gonna go to a completely new place with a completely new character like Pauline, why not bring fucking Donkey Kong back as the villain? I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool to do something completely like different rather than have the same villain over and over again. Because I mean, Bowser, right? 
you know, been the bad guy the entire time. Give the dude a break. Yeah. He doesn't have to be bad all the time. Maybe he just maybe he's on vacation or Mario's like, What the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, I'm just chilling, bro. Why are you fucking fucking me over? And then fucking Donkey Kong comes out of nowhere and I don't know, does his Donkey Kong shit. You know, he's, That'd be a good twist. Ah, y'all yeah. y'all think Bowser's evil the whole time? And, and he's just, just, just trying to relax. Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, it was kind of a little bit of a twist in Super Mario's uh, Sunshine when uh, you found out Baby Bowser was the uh, the baddie. Because uh, you, yeah. you, you keep thinking, like, oh, Shadow Mario, he's, he's bad guy, he's just, just is. And then, you know, the, what is it, the, the... He is uh, uh, Shadow Mario. That's what it is, right? He's wearing the ink, I think. Yeah. yeah so. He's wearing a mask that turns him into Shadow Mario. Yeah. So I mean, it was that was a little weird, but it was it was a thing. And that was that was better because at least they had like some, some semblance of motivation besides just ah, I'm evil and I want stars. It's like baby baby Bowser or Bowser Junior thought Peach was his mom, so he was trying to steal her. Then that got Which, weird. You know, <laughs> it it sure did. And, uh, you know, the internet probably took that and ran with it, but at, at least it was motivation outside of, like, oh, I'm big and scary. Ah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I guess Bowser's had that problem of, like, that's been his thing for a long time, so, like, they don't, they don't need anything to do. It just, it just is. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it'd be nice if they were kind of like, yeah, we're going to put a little bit more motivation behind it besides he just wants to get laid. Or you know, he just wants to take over the world. That that'd be good. What's your, what's your favorite Bowser scheme? Like games usually start with like Bowser doing something shitty. What's yeah. your favorite one? I I really like the one in Paper Mario. The I was first I was gonna one, say he just, pa- he just Paper Mario. The castle. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I can't steal Peach, so I'll steal the whole fucking castle. Uh, I I really liked pa- Paper Mario. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Never beat the game. Uh, I've gotten very far in it, so I know like a lot of what happens. But it was just one of those mm. games that um, I got on the N64, and then I, I played it for a super long time, and just I I ran out of steam. Something else came out, and um, yeah, it's one of those games that's a bit too long. It's very long. I mean, uh, I I got to the ice guy, I think, mm-hmm. and then I got stuck, and I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm nope." Nope. There's other games. I want to go play a different game. So, yeah, but right. uh, it's very well put together. And, yeah, I, I like that because, like, when the the um, castle's up in the air, you can play as Peach uh, at some point. And, like, she sneaks around yeah. the castle and stuff and everything. I thought that was really, really cool. Doesn't she, like, turn into a uh, a Koopa Trooper at one point and, like, sneak around the castle, I think, or something yep. like that? She, put, she puts on a guard's skin. And- there you go. <laughs> Sneaks around. She's fucking Rambo. Uh, it's like Nam all over again. She bakes a cake for a really fat shy guy. I mean, you sometimes know, shy guys are a little gluttonous. It happens. It happens to the best <laughs> of us. All right. So, uh, Glenn, thank you for... Oh, I guess I have to pick where I have to go. Oh, no, I did. New Donk yeah. City. Okay. I, I, yeah. I got sidetracked. All right. So, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get the opportunity to really go to those places since they're not real. But uh, speaking of missed opportunities... Um, Let's talk about some missed opportunities in gaming that, you know, we feel like we, we missed the boat on. You know, there there was a hype train, and we just didn't get on the train. The train came and left the station. We just sat there like, oh, you know, I'm not picking this up yet. Or, oh, you know, I don't have the equipment to run it. Something like that. So, um, right, Glenn, you have some things written down here. Uh, I planned. You, you did plan. So, uh, why, why, don't, why don't you uh, throw one out for me? I'm a... I'm a- a uh, huge fan of JRPGs, especially back in the the SNES and PS One days. Kind of the the JRPG heyday back before, back before there was anything better, really. And uh, the 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 one JRPG that I think I regret missing the most, that I just kind of completely missed the boat on, was Xenogears. Uh, it's it's one hundred percent right up my alley. It's a, the story about God and religion being like weird and mysterious it's a story about giant robots and it's a a ps1 jrpg and i I just i feel like i didn't hear anything about it until like the ps3 was out and it was way too late yeah uh i was thinking about playing this actually pretty recently because i've heard a lot of really amazing things about the game it's got mechs i love mechs got mechs um and I mean, there's not a lot of ARPGs or just any game for that matter besides maybe Gundam that has mechs in it. 
So yeah, yeah. like I, I'd love to to play that. I, wow, uh, it's pretty cheap. You could actually buy this game on eBay for like eight bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. I do have a PS3 that can play this, but I also have an emulator that can play it. So kind of <laughs> torn here. Um, and and I've heard it had some problems with like text moving too slowly. So like things things that you maybe want an emulator to fix. Yeah. But uh, but that's neither here nor there. I I did pick up the first Xeno Saga game. Okay. Which was like a, a spiritual successor, I think, by the same developers. Yeah. And that game also had mechs, but that game was more movie than Metal Gear Solid 4's movie, so it kind of it kind of lost me a little bit there. Okay. Uh. So Z- Xenosaga was like a prequel to Xenogears. I think it was a like f- distant future sequel. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not I'm not 100 percent on it. It was like they took one story, broke it up into three games, played like a ton of anime movies in between like a minute or two of you actually playing the game, which, you know, is fine sometimes. But so uh, Metal Gear for me at the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, I, I mean, that that's a, that's a really cool one. Um, I, I I've heard about the game. I've wanted to go back like uh it was it was that, and then recently I wanted to play the original Persona just because. But then uh, a couple of people was like, "It's god awful. Don't mm-hmm. don't do That's it." What I've heard so uh, I I haven't the 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 want is still there, the desire, but I I, I probably will pass on it. Um, so the other one I can actually kind of uh, uh, relate to you on that you wrote down, which is uh well. Let let's see which one you're talking about. Uh, so you you wrote down here, Fantasy Star. Are you talking about on the Sega? Or are you talking about online? Oh yeah, I'm talking about on the Sega. I actually played. Let's see which fantasies. I played Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst, which was like the PC. Oh, I was gonna say you, well you're after. you're well on your way, like down the line from the original stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never got to try the original Fantasy Star, which was always the one that, like, when people were like, oh, Final Fantasy VI is the best ever, uh, somebody would, like, no, kick down a door. Fantasy Star! <laughs> exactly. Especially, especially Fantasy Star Four. So um, that's, that's a, a part of that series I never really got to try, and, I, you know, I still feel for it. Well, I, I mean, we, it. We, could, we could let's play it. We could le- I mean, it'll probably take 80 hours, but we could totally let's play it. We have a growing list of our Let's Play Death Pact. Yeah, I, it's and, uh, it's fine. The ninety hour, the ninety hour Xenoblade Chronicles is still at the top of that yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So, um, uh, Fantasy Star. Uh, this, I think, the first one was on the Sega Master System. I want to say. I believe so. And um, I have you ever seen like Master System boxes? They are just disgusting. Like they look yeah. so shitty. And I actually saw this game in the store, and I was gonna buy it. But after seeing the uh, the the box, I was just like, eh. The cover eh. of Fantasy Star Four looks like a shitty D and D novel cover. Does it? I'm not. It's like it it's like blurry. It looks like a blurry dude holding a sword, and like, it's it's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. wow, yeah. That's, that's I, game something. game covers were different back then. <laughs> it wasn't just a dude standing there looking like mean. No, it wasn't like it is today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I well, I or angsty. Uh, yeah, I I remember uh, these games uh, c- coming out, and um, they're they're really cool. I mean, I wasn't in the RPGs back then, so it was nothing. I, so, not something I didn't really pick up. But the uh, the cool thing about these games is that they they looked different than Final Fantasy because uh, Final Fantasy was always, um, I guess, uh, the battles always took place from the side, if that makes sense. This took place from behind the characters. (gasps) Excuse me. So you have all the, um, the the backs of the characters are to you, and they all have, like, uh, their, their, um, uh, names and everything under them. Uh, I guess another cool it's thing. The, it's the same setup as uh, the Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior yes. games, but you can actually see the people instead of like in Dragon Warrior where you can't. Right, right. Um, uh, I guess I, another cool thing is you could have more than three characters uh, playing on the screen at once, which was kind of cool. Right. Um, uh, another really neat thing was uh, God, the uh, the story was a little futuristic, uh, which was kind of neat because okay. uh, uh, back back then. Uh, I want to say most of the Final Fantasy games were still like kind of based in um, 
uh, like they, they were all pretty generic fantasy. Yeah, to yeah. Start I was with I was gonna say just, six. yeah, uh, six was the one that broke that. Um, but you had one game that was a uh, little sci-fi based compared to almost all four of them that were sci-fi right. based. This, this is what they did. This is what they were good at. So people who wanted something that you know was more futuristic, they turned to Fantasy Star if they had a Genesis or a Master System, that is. Um, but yeah, no, the, these games uh, were always really solid. Most of them met pretty high uh, uh, critical acclaim. Like uh, I don't think there was a... Like a really badly rated one in the bunch, they were all pretty, uh, pretty They're well. Pretty done. well regarded, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I've always uh, been a fan of the uh, the series. Like I got to play it in the Sega Genesis fucking Sonic's collection or whatever <laughs> on the on the 360. I think it was, and yeah. uh, they were they were really cool. Uh, I, I I played like two of them. I can't remember which ones, but they, they were they were neat. Like uh, I I think they're good games. Uh, I think they have their place in history because there's a lot of games that people forget, and I don't think this should be one of them. Because while Final Fantasy was out and it was a huge success, there was also Fantasy Star that took a different approach and you know kind of made a, uh, a a market at it, which I I think was really cool. Right. Uh, did you? Uh, so you, the only Fancy Star Online game you played was Blue Burst. I played, yeah, I only played Blue Burst. I missed it completely on the Dreamcast. That was a nev- never a thing I owned like at the time. So you didn't have um, the awesome GameCube with the the fucking modem I, in it. I never, never even heard of it on the GameCube. Wait, really? It wasn't until Blue Burst that I knew PSO was like a thing. Okay, hang. I gotta look and, up. Uh, I had a I had a buddy. Blue, Blue Burst is, as far as I know, Blue Burst was a complete remake of the first one. I believe um, you're just correct. On PC. Yeah. Um, but I, I played that as long. It was free for a period of time, and then they wanted to charge for it. And I was like, ah, no. Um, but I had, I had a friend, my buddy Jason, uh, played the shit out of PSO, like uh, I believe on the GameCube. And it was one of those like knew all the drop rates and farmed for the crazy shit. And I, I mean, the, the cool th- that's a good the, game. The cool thing about uh, Fancy Star Online was that you could play it offline with people next to you, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and I believe right. you could also play it in a land mode, which. Again, kind of fucking neat that you could do stuff like that. Um, They're pretty revolutionary. Oh, abso- uh, absolutely. I think this was kind of like a forerunner for how a lot of uh, dungeon running games work now. Like, uh, you know, you get a group of guys. You, I mean, something like Destiny kind of takes hints from this where it's like, all right, you know, you have a have a lobby and then you go into an instance with your friends, uh, which like right. this this was doing. I mean, even even I, I guess it's a little more difficult because WoW didn't really like do this per se, but they had you know everyone in an overworld, and then when you wanted to do a dungeon, it instanced into something like this, where you know you had four or five guys, and then that was your instance. I mean, again, they they went bigger than that when they did raids and stuff. Um, right. But I, I think that was more a necessity of having everyone in this overworld and to not have people fuck up your run, they closed <laughs> off the instance so that, you know, not everyone ran the same thing, which, I mean, that right. that was groundbreaking on its own. That was cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, th- this this game came out on uh, quite a few systems. It was PC, Dreamcast, uh, Xbox, um, GameCube, and I think that was it. But, I mean, that that is a lot of systems to release a, a, an online game on, uh, especially back then, because that wasn't really a thing <laughs> back then. Yeah. You know, you, um, I, I remember on the Dreamcast, the modem came built in, and on an Xbox, you had uh, Ethernet. That was, like, one of the first, I think, systems to have a uh, Ethernet port on it. Yeah, but, um, yep. Yeah, for oh well, and then the PS2 had uh, the add-on you could do for it, and the GameCube just had dial-up, which oof, that was brutal. But uh, <laughs> yeah, th- this was a uh, really cool game, uh, and I mean the whole Fantasy Star series is just interesting in general because it's it's something that not everyone has heard of, uh, but it still has a place. And I mean, if if someone hasn't played some of these games, I would say start out with the first one, check it out, see if you like it. Um, and then go on from there, play through it, enjoy the game, because uh, there, there's not a lot of other stuff out there uh, like that. 
So yeah, and and tell me if I should play it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tell Glenn if he should play it. That 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 is. I mean, I could let you borrow my uh, my Fantasy Star, uh, not my Fantasy Star disc, my uh, my Sonic Sega collection bullshit disc. But do you have a three sixty? Bullshit disc. Uh, no, my three sixty broke. Oh, Glenn, you can't you, you can't it. play the Sega bullshit disc then. Uh, that's okay. Life life finds a life, way. Life, it's life on PC. On. Yeah, it's probably on Steam. You're right. I I didn't think of yeah. that. Um. All right. So. Uh, one that uh, I I was thinking of that I I felt like I missed the boat on anyway like kind of I, I didn't really like because I who knew it was gonna last this long but uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft I thought I missed the boat on originally really yeah because um uh, my my friend got it like a couple months after it came out and one I didn't have my own computer yet because this came out when I was like. Oh boy, I was in like my second year of uh, high school. I think I was like okay. a sophomore, and um, I like I I didn't have anything to play it on. So um, it came out I think like right before Christmas. He had it. I went over his house and I like played it a lot. And then I was like, well, I, I want my own. You know what? What am I doing? So uh, basically, a like half a year. Went, no. It was like a solid year went by where I didn't have the game. Uh, my parents got me a uh, – they basically built me a gaming computer for my uh, for my birthday. Like nice. we went to one of those trade shows and like they had PC pickers out there and stuff. And nice. they were like, uh, yeah, we can we could put something together for you. So my parents told them what I wanted in it and they put it together. And uh, on my birthday, I had a brand new computer, but I didn't get it then because I was, oh, excuse me, I was still a youngling and I didn't have a uh, credit card yet. So I had to go get those paid time things. Uh, and that took me oh, all the fun. way till um, the middle of like December to go do that because one, I had to go get a job to pay for time card things. And then, uh, Two, I, I needed to go get them. I needed to go walk down the GameStop and go get them. Also, it's weird. I went and got a job to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I had. That's, there's a point in life where that happens to the best I, of us. I had to feel my need. I mean, and then I worked at a place where it was my job to sell video games while getting paid to buy more <laughs> games. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I, that was, uh, yeah, like I felt like I missed the boat on that because it was a year and up until that point, like, MMOs had big spurts where, like, they'd have this huge growth, and then they'd kind of taper down and stuff, and you feel like yeah. you missed the ball then because everyone was um, already, like, max level. You didn't have anyone to run any of this crap with. Uh, but World of Warcraft, as we know, went a very different path where they were, I guess, just gradually gaining an audience over the years, over and over and over again, until it reached, like, almost fucking critical mass, where, you know, what, it had, like, 10 million players uh, simultaneously playing all at once, which is fucking insane to it, think it, about. It went insane. Yeah. yeah um, uh, I, I'm probably wrong on that. It's probably, like, a million simultaneous, like, four, I think it was 10 to 14 <laughs> million subscribers. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think they got up to, like, 12 to 14 million subscribers at peak, which is insane. Oh, yeah, That's like, because <laughs> you got to think, it was $15 a month for uh, for the game times even 10 million is $150 million. Like, that, right. that is stupid amounts of money for a game that's now, what is it, like, free-to-play? Is that free-to-play yet? N- only to level 20, oh, okay. I think. Okay, all right. So people I mean, still got a pay trial so thing. People still got to pay to play for that one. Uh, right. Yeah. So that that was one I felt like I really missed the ball on. Uh, and then going off that, I did miss the ball on the revamped Final Fantasy fourteen. That one. Oh like, my god! Yeah. I, I you, you had to wave that in front of my face sorry, again. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, like I still want to play it. I just don't have the time to play it. There's there's yes. no point 
in my life now where I can be like, yeah, I got I got 80 hours to kill. Like, let me uh, let me go level up a f- maxed out character. Like, do some raids and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have the time. I I don't. Be- let me go work on my my goldsmithing. Uh, that yeah, friend friend of the vest, uh, Jangus is a, a huge Final Fantasy 14 proponent, and I feel like every like month or so he'll like dangle it in front of my face and be like, eh, Final Fantasy 14's pretty good. And I, I, I have like a deep MMO hole in my stomach that I need to fill, but I just, I got other stuff I'd rather use my time on. They don't have that MMO that's just like, yeah, um, spend like a half hour, you get like 20 levels. And I'm like, where's that one? I want that one. Make me feel like I did something in a half hour. <laughs> uh, I remember like I would log on for like an hour before going to work or something, it was like when I was level 80. And it would feel like I didn't do shit. It would feel like I just walked around for an hour in um in World of Warcraft, and that's when I was like, "All right, I'm done. Like I, it, I can't do this anymore." It's so funny you say that because I, I was thinking when World of Warcraft came out, I was playing uh, Ragnarok Online and I was playing Final Fantasy XI. Ragnarok Online, you'd play like two hours if you were good to get point one percent of a level. It was just a grind. Yeah. Yep. And, and Final Fantasy XI, you'd play for two hours just to get a party that hopefully is good that you could go grind with and because that you they spoke do shit English. by yourself at the time. Uh, well, like, I remember I had that on the PlayStation 2. I, yep, yeah. Which was insane. That was such a cool thing yeah. to, to have an MMO on the PS2. I had, a, I had a keyboard. I had a mouse because the PS2 did have USB ports. Well, the, uh, the big yep. one did. I don't know if the uh, tiny one does. But, um,. Yeah, that's the way I played the fucking game, and it was it was bizarre. But my friend was really into it, and he was half Japanese. His mom was is from Japan, so uh, he knew how to speak Japanese. So awesome. um, when we would be looking for a party, we wouldn't really have to wait that long because like someone would come along, he'd type everything in Japanese and just tell me what to do, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, fine, fuck it, let's <laughs> let's do this. Uh, so that that was really cool. I was always a tiny uh, Taru Taru. I I love them. Oh, they're so cute. Uh, yeah, dude. I I'd make the smallest, shortest one possible and like make a ridiculous <laughs> class for him. Like uh, in World of Warcraft, I love being uh, like gnome warrior, uh, just yeah. running around like being two feet tall and like destroying things. It's a lot of fun. Also, uh, being a gnome rogue is really fun because like whenever someone would do like backstab, it to me in my head that would mean the gnome jumped up on like an eight foot tall elf's back and started stabbing him with a knife <laughs> in the back while this elf is like trying to throw him off and the gnome's dangling for like dear life by the knife that's driven into the elf's back fun things like yep. that yeah that's amazing uh yeah so i i, I felt like I, I i missed the boat on those two a little bit um i i never got into 14 like i played it when it first came out and like it tanked super hard uh, be- oh, okay. because I, I didn't have anything going on in my life then. Uh, and then fast forward to now where it is probably competitively one of the biggest, uh, MMOs and I have no time to play it, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. It looks so damn pretty when it came out though. It was like miles beyond, uh, um, what World of Warcraft did, but I mean, you know, it's age oh, yeah. technology too, which, you know, also plays into that. One of the coolest gaming stories, too, of just, like, they, they released this MMO and it was bad, so they blew it up and made a good one. Yeah, like, well, they, they blew it up, <laughs> fired everyone, and they're like, We're, we'll just get new people, we'll do it over. And that's exactly right. what they did, and now it is one of the most successful, at at this time now, uh, MMOs that there is, which is crazy to think that a company had that much money to do that, that they could just... Right. it's one of my... One of my favorite like success stories, though, because it's always great to just see, you know, hard work pay off. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like it, it was a really cool thing because I mean, personally, I wanted to play the game when it came out, and the fact that it tanked so hard really bummed me out. But when right. you know they were able to recover, I was like, all right, you know that that's really cool. Let me play the. Oh, I can't. I have to work all the time. All right, um, <laughs> all right. So, I, Glenn, do you have any other ones? Uh, a uh, little, little off kilter, but I've never played Shadowrun uh, as a, a tabletop RPG. Oh, okay. Because I, I was gonna be like the, the video game. You're better off, man. That wasn't very good. No, that, that's what I've heard. Except I heard the new ones are okay. But the the tabletop RPG is like it's it's you know it's Dungeons and Dragons and it's Shadowrun. Those were the big two back in the day, and I just I never had the pleasure. Shadowrun was uh, like 
the futuristic like cyberpunk type uh, game, right? Cyberpunk with with magic and hacking and crazy stuff. And like, from what I've heard, it's like not the best because there's just too much going on. But I still feel like I'm missing something by never getting to play it. Uh, I mean, I I can understand that because it's a totally different take on you know the the RPG aspect of it because you have something like Dungeons and Dragons. Which is like it's it's super fantasy though. Like there's there's not really another side to that. But then you have something like Shadowrun, which I again back then was pretty big, uh, and it's a yeah. completely different take on the setting. Like it's it's cyberpunk, which is cool. You have all these different classes, all these different um, excuse me, um, uh, races and stuff. It was really really neat to have something that can compete with Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, unfortunately now, um I don't I don't think they're releasing any new stuff for that, are they? I don't think so. I think it's I think it just is what it is. I know there's still people that play it and have fun with it, but I mean that that's the, the that's thing cool. about Shadowrun the, the thing about Shadowrun that always kind of appealed to me was like the 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 element of still kind of having a normal life. Like you could have a job and need to like keep up appearances. Whereas in, in Dungeons and Dragons, you're just like a dude that wanders or a, a, a dragon that wanders. And it's it's a different beast. You're a hero on a merry adventure all the time. Right, exactly. I mean, they're not very There's... merry. A lot of people die in that that those stories. <laughs> they're not yeah. happy. Like you, you could you could do a home life in D&D, but it definitely wasn't part of the system. It was, you know, something you were bringing to it. OK. All right. I mean, all right. I mean, I'm sure there's something else out there. Uh, that's like Shadowrun. I don't know because I don't play those many games. The the most board games that I play is when I go by your house and we have like a fun game night. <laughs> and we need to do more of those. Absolutely. Now that wedding planning is over. It is over. Uh, there there is an RPG I'd like to give a, a little shout out to called The Sprawl. The Sprawl. And I'm looking up I'm looking up who wrote it right now, but it's basically like as inspired by William Gibson and Shadowrun as you can get. But it's based on the powered by the apocalypse system, which is the same system as Dungeon World and Apocalypse World, but it's cyberpunk. Uh, so it's 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 like an attempt to bring Shadowrun setting into a more like RPGs nowadays tend to be more like wishy washy storytelling. It's pretty reasonable if you just want the, uh, the the PDF. It's only like fifteen bucks. Uh, it is created by Hamish Cameron. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe Hamish. Hamish, Hamish. Um, it's cool. It's good. It's, it's good ass system. It, it it looks pretty neat. I like the cover. The cover's really cool, and uh, it looks like uh, he's got a bunch of these out. So yeah, that that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's pretty new, but it's actually out, which is a nice change of pace from just like early access everything. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, also, shout out to uh, our friend uh, Justin who completed his Kickstarter goal. Um, oh yes! Speaking divided of divided pursuit, yeah, he made uh, he made it happen. He got to his goal this time, and uh, congrats to him. Hopefully, uh, we I you you kickstarted it. I kickstarted it. Michelle kickstarted it. So, uh, one day in the future, we can all play together. Yes, that's that's the idea. That's, that's <laughs> the goal. the The grand uh, scheme of things. Uh, awesome, awesome. So, congrats to Justin again on uh, completing his Divided Pursuit uh, Kickstarter that we'll see in the future, which is a uh, like kind of like a werewolf uh, esque RPG game that uh, will be yep. on cell phones. Uh, well, yep. smartphones rather, not cell phones, because if, <laughs> if you got a flip phone, it ain't working on there. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll see that uh, soon in the future. He's uh, he's working hard on that now. And, uh, yeah, if uh, any big updates come out, we'll be sure to let you know. And uh, if you want, we yeah. will include a link in the show notes so you can go ahead and uh, check out his uh, Kickstarter. All right. Yeah. Uh, so s- while we're on the topic of games, uh, I-, I have one little quick uh, subject uh, we can we can do uh, here because we got, I think, like ten minutes to fill till the end. And uh, last five minutes, actually. But um, all right, so. If you had to pick one game to make drinking rules to, what game would it be? Uh, it's such a hard question, dude. Uh, do you mean so? Is this is define drinking game? Do you mean drinking game where drink t- every time something happens, or drinking game where uh, drink because you're competing and I won, so you drink? Either way. Okay. Uh, every time, uh, 
a Persona game is insensitive to homosexuals, take a drink, and then you get smashed real fast. Does that happen that often? I don't know. Like uh, I might have just happens been, an unfortunate amount. Yeah, I might have just been blissfully ignorant. I remember in the the fourth one with um oh what the hell's his name uh the the kanji kanji yeah like yeah they they kind of tore that dude apart and it was it got a little little cringeworthy at points um yeah I, it's it's a different culture i guess <laughs> but I, it's it's unfortunate that it's still there in p5 and and you know uh the the, the translators maybe wanted to try to stick to it but i think I think the the stereotypes that they put out in there are a little uh, a little not great. So if you want to get smashed, that's a that's a good way to do it. All right, okay. Uh, the the coolest one I've ever heard of um, was I I'm, I think stop me if I've mentioned this uh, was uh, Cario Mart. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, that one was really cool. Where you know you you don't move. Uh, it's it's Mario Kart. And you just. You have to finish your beer before you uh, finish the race, but you can't um, drink while you're uh, driving. So you have to put the controller down and drink. So you have to kind of figure out how to do that, which is interesting. It's a very good way to get hammered. Um, yes. The uh, the other cool one that I tried to do one time was uh, we tried to do a drinking game to Catherine on stream. Oh, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, so uh, booted up the game, and uh, my friend Jesse, who beat it, like made all these rules to when you had to drink, and uh, I don't, I wasn't feeling great that day, so like we got two beers in, and I was like, I don't, I don't feel great. We need to stop this. Like we're getting, we're <laughs> drinking a lot faster than I thought we would be. Uh, so yeah, like it was. Uh, you know, uh, drink if you fuck up a puzzle. Uh, there was, like, a, one of the dialogue segments. It was, like, drink if they say a certain thing or if the phone rings or if it's Catherine with a K or something. Uh, so, yeah. That- <laughs> did you have to Did you have to drink every time they taught you about a cocktail? Because that was one of my favorite parts about that I game. believe that was one of her rules was that. Um, so, yeah, there were, there were a couple. We did that. That was really, really neat. Uh, we also did one. Have you ever played Geometry Dash? No. Okay, so it's one of those Never like of super hard. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell you call it, like uh, obstacle course type games where like it's a two D uh sc- scroller and like you have to jump over the blocks and stuff and everything and it goes to music. Uh, kind of, oh, kind of like a runner. A, yeah, like I was trip? gonna say it's kind of like Bit Trip Runner. Um, okay. So what we did? It's extremely hard though. It's harder than way harder than Bit Trip Runner. Uh, because it, it, there's no story, it's just to beat the level. So what I did was I was like, all right, every time I die, uh, you take a drink. Every time you die, I take a drink. So, uh, And I said, all right, and if we make it to 100 deaths in a level, we have to take a shot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think there was actually one point where we did get to 100, uh, 100 deaths in a level, and we had to take a shot at tequila. So, yeah, oh, that was uh, that was something. And, I mean, like, you know, you die a lot in that game. Like, there were some points where you weren't, e- you wouldn't even make it past, like, the first obstacle. And, like, you'd right. be dead. So, we were literally just drinking uh, back and forth nonstop. It, it was a lot of fun that day. I was, I was more in my prime. Uh, we used to play that with, you know, harder Super Mario World hacks or, like, Kaizo Mario hacks or, um, like, I, I want to be the fan games. Just every every time someone swears in anger, you take a drink. Oh, okay. Because if it was every time someone died, you'd just be I was I was going to say, too fast. Kai, Kaizo Mario is fucking brutal. I can't even imagine yeah. trying to uh, do that during that. Uh, and we also used to do uh, playing Smash. Uh, every time you die, take a drink. If you kill yourself, finish it. Oh God! Which, which was was uh, a, a good way to have a have an interesting night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine getting very hammered there very quickly. Uh, so one last thing, real quick, is um, Nintendo World Championships this past. Wait, what? Yep. Oh, I I missed it. I didn't hear about this at all. What happened? Was it good? Uh, Should I watch it? I would say to watch it. Actually, they uh, debuted a entire Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, level I think in the game uh, that no one has seen not even the competitors and they had to beat it 
Uh, so it, that was really cool. That was like the last that's like, challenge. That's like some wizard shit. It is. It is. Um, so it's it's four hours. Um, there's a lot of competition. The guy who won in 2015 was back there. Uh, uh-huh. And we met him, and he was a dick, so we were hoping he'd lose. And spoilers, oh. he loses. Yes. It, and it was, <laughs> it was great. Um, there's a new kid who won, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it, it was really fun to watch. It was a nail biter right to the end. Like it got super close. Um, they were both at the boss, and both like uh, a hit or two away. It was just the the kid squeaked out uh, nice. a little bit uh, faster on the uh, the returning champion. So that was cool. Um, there was a bunch of old school levels that like were remixed uh, that were really neat. Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened. And I would say, yeah, watch it. Um, it's huh. it's worth like at least just kind of like you know clicking through and stuff. Um, I cool. I I watched it last night just because I wanted to know if the the old uh, champion won, which he didn't. So yeah, <laughs> that that was the kid who won our um our uh, Tetris thing at uh, really? Too Many Games. Yeah, he w- we found out later because he gave his real name. And then, as he's playing Chris for you know the um, the extra money, which I think like we doubled the pot if they could beat Chris, which it was for fun, so it didn't really matter. But it was the point that this guy didn't say anything the entire time till he got to the last person, went to shake his hand, and said, "Hi, I'm John Numbers." And then it's like, "Oh, well, fuck! You're the guy who won the <laughs> Nintendo World Championship, and you're really good at Tetris." So yeah, he just oh, he man. slaughtered Chris, and he kind of was like very showboaty about it. And then um, we gave him the uh, the gift cards, and he just kind of was like, "I don't want anything," and walked away. So th- like it could have gone to someone who actually wanted to spend it. So yeah, weird. Like at least if you're gonna come and kick ass at a game, at least be fun about yeah, it. Yeah, like- yeah. Like, and the thing was, there were some there were a couple pretty good people there. There was this twelve year old girl who was ripping people a new one in this game. And then she got to him, and, like, she just got destroyed. And it was, it kind of sucked, because if she didn't, uh, if she didn't lose there, she probably would have beaten everyone, which kind of would have been really cool. Uh, That's awesome. But, yeah, like, no, uh, th- there was a lot of really cool highlights to that. But, um, yeah, I back to the uh, topic at hand. Uh, yeah, him losing was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I, it was it was neat seeing a new uh, the, the Mario Odyssey uh, level before it's out. And um, if you want to see some cool competition stuff, absolutely go watch it. it it's it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's not super long. Four hours isn't very long for like a whole tournament. So I would say uh, um, give it a look. Other cool competitions include uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris at Evo twenty seventeen. Oh, shut up! Is really amazing. It was amazing. Uh, one one guy was literally a, a god of Puyo Puyo Tetris. I gotta I gotta uh, go so and definitely watch that. definitely check that out. Check out the finals and check out the um exhibition match afterwards. Okay. Um, another interesting competition if you you're just dying for more is competitive Catherine, which I believe they also had at Evo 2017. This isn't main st- main stage stuff. This is like off to the side. Yeah, yeah, but you can find it. it like it's still tagged as Evo. Okay. Um, but competitive Catherine is incredible and so hype and it's just, it's great. So definitely check it out. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna have to check that. That's, that's, that is a must now. Um, all right. So I, I think we have reached the end of, uh, our show. Glenn, do you have any closing comments or thoughts? I'm going to go play Xenogears. Are, are you? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think real hard about how much I want to get in a JRPG mech. And fight God. Uh, I mean, cause there, there's Xenoblade, there's Xenosaga, there, there's a lot of other games that you kind of want to play right Let's now. Start with Xeno. There, yeah. <laughs> also, I have to beat Persona Five and Neo. I have to beat Near. And Near, yeah, we gotta, you gotta finish that so we can talk. Well, I, I'm on the 9S part, so it's, it's happening. It's just slowly. Awesome. So yeah, I'll, I'll get more, there. more on that to come for the podcast. At, We're gonna do a whole Near episode. Absolutely. All right, so uh, remember, guys, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always shoot us an email at mailageekade.com, whether you want to talk about uh, stuff we talked about on the show, you want to bring up a new game, maybe things we should talk about in the future, shoot us an email. Uh, once again, mail at geekade.com. Uh, if you want to reach us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitch, 
uh, all sorts of social media. You can just type in Geekade and it'll come right up. If you want to contact us on Twitter, however, you can sh- uh, shoot us a direct message, a DM, slide into the DMs with us. Uh, at the underscore Geekade, and I am at Kimono underscore Vesselord. And Glenn, are are you at anything on Twitter? I always forget. I I think I just have at Shrin S H R I N N floating out there. Somewhere, there we go. But I do not use. He doesn't it. use it. it may, maybe they'll just pile up. You, you could. You don't know. You could be the star of the show, and you know you wouldn't even know right now. Um. So yeah, uh, guys, remember, uh, just uh, give us a like, comment, subscribe if you can. Uh, to uh, our show, uh, any little bit of is appreciated. That kind of puts us a little bit further up the charts. And, uh, yeah, we've been seeing some forward motion. People are listening and stuff. That's really, really cool. So thank you so much for that. Until uh, next time, guys, stay Vesley, keep playing games, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>